Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
you are entering the Rory Sauter Show, home of America's man of the hour and home of America's biggest Trump supporters. Climb aboard and buckle up your seatbelt because this is a wild ride. Nothing but unfiltered talk and the hardcore truth. Mega, mega, mega. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Be sure to visit thedonaldjtrumpstore.com. Again, that's thedonaldjtrumpstore.com. It's your one-stop shop for all your fancy, customized, and creative Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find these products anywhere else. Best part of all is that the products are all built right here in the USA. Um, be sure to type in promo code MTGA for 15% off your first order. Um, God bless you. God bless America. Cheers, everybody. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. I would like to introduce to you my company, MakingChristianityGreatAgain.com. Again, that's MakingChristianityGreatAgain.com. It's dedicated to President Donald J. Trump and all of us, all of his fellow Christian supporters. President Donald J. Trump has officially restored the Christian faith and has given it back to the American people. We've never had any president in the history of politics give as much praise and love to Christianity the way President Donald J. Trump has. Traditional and signature values have never been more stronger and effective until now. We are, all, we are all highly grateful and fortunate that God blessed us with the profound presence and holiness of President Donald J. Trump. Let us, let us all continue to pray for the freedom, safety, and security of President Donald J. Trump. God is good. And please remember, we have many deals on the website. We have many customized, creative, and very unique uh, religious-oriented uh, Trump uh, uh, shirts and merchandise. Uh, I am sure you guys are all going to love it. Um, and uh, check it out. Yeah, and let, let me know your thoughts. Uh, I've been getting a lot of people buying shirts, and they're uh, enjoying it. And what the, uh, what the you know, brand stands for, what it represents. It's really a beautiful thing. It's a great time to be alive, folks. Uh, God bless all of you. And uh, God bless America.
Sauter. Thank you for listening to the Rory Sauter Show. Great to be back with you. Happy Tuesday, everyone. We have a great show tonight, a full agenda. We have a lot of special guests coming in, uh, people calling in. We have Brandon Tatum calling in. Uh, he's a regular on Fox News. He's been on InfoWars. He's been on a lot of media outlets. Uh, he gets a millions of views on his um, videos. He's uh, very popular in the conservative, um, in the conservative area uh, right now, and we're very excited to talk to him. We have a lot to talk to him about, um, definitely. It's very exciting. We'll have um, the moderator of Bikers for Trump, Steve Emery, call, call in. We'll have Mike Zolo call in. We will have Gianni Rodriguez Perez, Perez call in. Um, and we have, oh, my God, it's, it's crazy um, what we have to talk about today. I mean, just today uh, there was a ton going on in the news. Um, I just want to say real quick, um, I'm getting more and more listeners. The show is growing like crazy. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you know, it's amazing that people are listening all over, you know, here in the United States and in other countries. I'm very blessed, thankful. I mean, your support is, is so uh, beyond appreciative. God bless you. Um, but I do want to, uh, you know, uh, say the phone line is open, uh, 213-943-3828. Again, that's 213-943-3828. Call in. You can talk to me. Um, we're going to get started, though. Um, I do have somebody on the line. Uh, let's see. Mike from New Jersey, right? What's up, brother? How are you, Rory? How you doing, man? Good to talk to you. Um, it's good to be here. We got a lot going on. Um, Brandon Tatum's going to stop by, which is very exciting. He's a big star right now. Um, you know, we have a full agenda today. You know, there's new polls out uh, saying that the Republicans are gaining strong ground in, in the midterm election polls. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of positives going on. Uh, Trump, Trump's approval ratings at record highs, uh, you know, it's one great thing after the other, man, I tell you. Well, I mean, you're totally right. Uh, for instance, CNN just had a poll with Trump at 44% approval. I mean, this is coming from CNN. So anybody with a brain would have to say, if CNN has him at 44%, he's probably over 50 easy. Right, right. No, absolutely. Yeah, because we all know and the another CNN thing, polls are skewed. We all know the CNN polls are skewed and they're biased. And they ask the majority about Democrats in those polls. They're very dishonest. Oh, absolutely. Um, but just today, I mean, every day Trump does something great. Uh, the media was going a little all crazy about it. All they want to talk about this... is the whore from the porn industry, Stormy Daniels. That's all that's on their, their fucking mind. And it's, it's sickening that's it. how they – yeah, it's, that's all it is. Well, 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 here's the good news. Today, President Donald Trump ended the protected status of these uh, thousands and thousands of these Liberian, uh, Liberian immigrants. Yeah. Rory, they've been here since the 90s, okay? They came here because yeah. of a civil war. The civil war has been over now for a while. So President Trump said, you know what? I'm ending it. They have one year to pack their bags and get to their home countries in Liberia, 
or they will face deportation. And, you know, and then the, the same typical left-wing voices come out calling us a racist, calling President Trump a racist. Uh, look, here's the deal. We have our country, and we have to worry about our own people, okay? And no, that doesn't mean just white people. That means American citizens, okay? Liberians who have been here for 25 years who have been milking off our system while we pay with our tax dollars to, uh, you know, educate them, to feed them, to house them. Uh, you know, why are they still here? It's time for them to go back home. And the liberals, they say, oh, but they're benefiting our economy. Some of them are teachers and nurses and, and doctors. Okay, I'm sure not all of them are, but that's great. Go back to Liberia. I'm sure Liberia needs some great teachers, some nurses, some doctors. Go help your own country. Donald Trump was elected for this purpose, okay? We have to start taking care of our citizens, not everyone else's citizens. So uh, that move that he did today by ending their protected status is brilliant. It's great. And what is the one thing that you can tell from that? He didn't need Congress to do it. So it was one, two, three. He ended it. When he doesn't need Congress, it's very he does the right thing. So uh, I think it's very telling that when he doesn't need Congress, he ends the um, protected status for Liberian illegal immigrants, and they're going back home. So I think this is a great day for Trump. Oh, it really is. I mean, it, it sets the guidelines. It sets the standards, and it, it totally, uh, you know, it, it's – you know, it's putting America first, just like his agenda, just like he promised. You know, we're getting them out of here. We're getting the people that don't belong here the fuck out. That's right. And another thing, and I just, I know I just said this, but I have to reiterate it for so people understand. Yeah. Listen, President Trump didn't have to put this through Congress, okay? He didn't need Paul yeah. Ryan to vote on this with the House and Mitch McConnell to vote on this in the Senate. This was an executive order that he, um, that he is undoing, that Obama allowed and, and past presidents, and he, he, he stopped it. And he did it himself. He didn't need Congress, and he did the right thing. He kept another campaign promise. People who are not supposed to be here, who have been milking our system for years and years, it is time to go home. This is Donald Trump. This is vintage Donald Trump, America first, worrying about our citizens instead of everyone else's. <clears throat> and that alone that right there is the number one reason why president trump got elected because at some point we can't just have people from all around the world constantly coming here we have to have borders we have to have language and we have to have culture uh so i think it's just a great thing that he did and um i mean obviously the economy his approval rating so it's just a, a good week for trump absolutely one 100 percent, man and um you know we have all these we have all these great things, um, you know, just going on every single day. Um, new accomplishments. Awesome to see. Um, in case you're just joining us, everybody, we are talking to Mike Zolo. Via, you know, follow him on Twitter. Um, Mike, what's your Twitter name again? You have like, you're very popular on Twitter, man. What's your, what's your, what's your username? Oh, thank you, man. Uh, it's at Mike underscore Zolo, Z-O-L-L-O. Perfect. All righty. Um, and who is on the line right now? Do we have – who is it? Rory's calling the uh, Rory Sauter Show. Steve Emery, Bikers for Trump, Arizona. What's Bob, up, man? How you, do, how you doing, buddy? My man, Rory Sauter, how are you, brother? Hey, Mike Solo, what's up, man? How are you? 
I'm good, Steve. How are you, man? Good, man. Yeah, I agree with Mike, Roy. Uh, you know, it's the economy. Um, Absolutely. The economy. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's jobs. Protecting, yep. you know, protecting American citizens. You know, America like first, just night. like Trump promised. Hey, Roy, just like we said last night, you know, you were saying that, uh, you know, the left's in desperation mode. I mean, they yeah. were in desperation mode when he started running. I mean, I mean, you saw everyone up on stage. Everyone knows knows we have their ticket, the deep state, the establishment, the socialist. You, you guys are really everyone's wise now. Exactly. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. I want to play a clip of David, that little pipsqueak, twerp, weasel, hog. <laughs> Uh, uh, you got to hear this clip. He tells two different stories, and he's a fraud. He's a liar. He's a little. He's a little crisis actor. He's, he's so God, man. He's a little whip. I'm gonna play it though. Um, one four. On the day of the shooting, I got my camera and got on my bike and rode as fast as I could three miles from my house to the school to get as much video and get on as many interviews as I could because I knew that it, this could not be another mass shooting. This is not about us. Well, I was in my AP environmental science class when the first gunshot rang out. Immediately we looked around our classroom and told the teacher to close the door. She closed the door. Then, right when she did so, the fire alarm was closed, and we all started instinctually stupidity and hindsight of getting out and walking out. As we were walking out, there was a... Do you hear the two different stories? The guy is what a is hack, left? And all their propagandists have in common, boy. They're all fucking liars. Period. They all manipulate. Did you hear the two? Did you hear what he Absolutely. said though about the do- Unbelievable. Completely just. He's completely discredited. What else came out today was, uh, bull dyke Emma. You know, little Emma, the little uh, little Nazi Skinhead. with the uh, flag. <laughs> you know, he came out today and admitted that she was bullying. Uh, that Parkland, Parkland student before. So, you know, it's, it's a train wreck from the beginning. She's yeah, such a I fucking mean, communist. She's a piece of shit fucking communist cunt. I can't stand that oh. bald bitch. Well, I mean, the left says, the liberals on Twitter, Excuse they say, my friend. Why, yeah. say, why do you say she's a communist? Um, She's speaking in America at a rally with a Cuban flag on her jacket. That is a communist. She wants communism. David Hogg, he tries to speak like he's this little, you know, this polished, you know, the next Oprah Winfrey. But all he is is a, is a political pawn being used by the Democrat Party Democrat. and the media. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. They are using this kid, and this kid is lying. Listen, CNN, Brian Stelter was on a show two days ago, and he said he admits that he let David Hogg get away with open lies about his story, where he was and what time he was there. And he said, I let him get away with it because he was very emotional. Bullshit. As a reporter, you're not supposed to let these kids lie and push their left-wing propaganda, their anti-gun agenda. But this is what they do. CNN is, is using these kids. The DNC, the Democrat Party, they are all evil, and they are trying to disarm the populace, and they are using 17 and 16 and 17-year-olds to do it. 
Yep. They are. And I mean, Rory, the kid is a straight liar. He's a straight liar. I know, but that, yep, and that shows how weak the Democratic Party is. They have to sink to that low of using these kids as pawns to, uh, motiv- to motivate and push forward their gun control agenda. It's sickening. Well, you know, they're, having a, they're, they're having a march for life. They're having a march for life uh, rally down at the Prescott Square this weekend. Of course, I'm Jeez. going to attend. And I'm going to ask all these liberals trying to uh, push for gun control. I'm going to ask them some pretty specific questions. Uh, exactly, uh, you know, the percentage of Democrats <laughs> that are killing people, first of all, over the last three decades, which is over 90%. Uh, I wonder if they know that. Uh, I'm also going to ask them um, what an assault rifle is and if they could define it, <laughs> you know. And so I'm going to have some news for you next week. Um, I'm, going to, I'm, I'm going to record some of it. Maybe we can put it on a clip. Uh, but I'm going to go into the, the lion's den, if we will, and I'm going to go to one of these uh, marches for our lives this weekend. And, and, and I'm going to talk. I'm going to try to talk with some of these people, Roy. Let's see what kind. Of, let's see what kind of replies we get. I think you know what. Here's the thing. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the people you ask about guns, they're not going to know jack shit, man. They're going to know. You're going to get some of the funniest answers. And I wonder if they. I wonder if they know that over ninety percent of these shootings uh, over the last decade have. Been committed in gun-free zones. <laughs> no, they, gun they don't know zones. that. They don't know that because they watch CNN and they watch MSNBC and they're scared of the big, bad, scary-looking gun. But what they don't understand, an assault rifle, an assault weapon. I can use a chair to assault someone. That is now an assault weapon. It is a semi-automatic yep. weapon, and every time you pull the trigger, one bullet comes out. I am so sick of these, these liberals like David Hogg saying machine guns. They're not machine guns. They have been outlawed since 1986. All these people marching, they're liberals. They're spewing their parents' politics. They've never seen a gun. They've never fired a gun. And they've never experienced a tragedy having to do with a gun. Making, they're all making it seem like they are stepping over dead bodies left and right. None of them have ever even seen a person that has been shot by a gun. It's just, they don't need, they, they are basing all of this on emotion. None of it on facts. They don't know what they're they talking about. They base everything on emotion. It's all about feeling. <laughs> exactly. That's absolutely right. And this is why the Democrat party is dangerous because they are using these, these 16 and 17 year olds to push a communist agenda. I mean, people, I'm so sick of people saying, Oh, let the kids march. They're just upset. No, they are literally calling for the disarmament of the populace of the United States. This is a serious thing. You know, I'm not, I, oh, they're, 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 they're just marching. You know, they're upset about what happened. Well, I'm sorry, but what they're calling for is full-blown Marxism, and we should not stand for it. And uh, they just never. don't know what they're talking about. The never, really never. scary part never. is they don't even know what they're doing. They're just like the right. useful idiots. Useful idiots. They, they, you know, they, they, they really they buy don't. Into the, they buy into the propaganda. And, Roy, that's what makes them so dangerous. Yeah. Like, um, 
like for instance, I want I want I really want to talk to you guys. This is a big thing that came out today. Obviously, the Alton Sterling case. Uh, the police are not going to face charges because we we know what Alton Sterling fucking did. And let me just remind everybody who's protesting and calling racism against the white cop, the kind of guy Al- Alton Sterling was. He was a career criminal with a long rap sheet, including conviction for armed robbery, assault and battery, sexual assault, and child abuse. Sterling was selling pirated DVDs when a homeless man asked him for some spare change, to which Sterling responded by pointing a gun to his forehead and threatening to blow his brains out. The homeless guy called the police. Sterling resisted arrest and tried to pull a gun on the cop. He got what he fucking deserved. Blue lives matter, man. Absolutely. I mean, this is this and, is. Oh, you this got all these old. blacks. You got all these people screaming racism when they don't know what they're talking about. And it's not just black people. It's it's, it's ignorant people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about, and they're pointing the enemy at our policemen who are here to help us. Well, yeah, it's the white liberals that are hanging out on the streets with Black Lives Matter. Listen, Michael Brown, remember Ferguson? Remember all the Black Lives Matter and all the liberals screaming, hands up, don't shoot. Guys, yeah, it never that was happened. a lie. That's not it's not yeah, how it happened. That was a lie. People, a lie. people still don't know that that never happened. This is what people I know need and to people up. Here's the thing though about this. It's not it, it, it black lives matter when all this black on black crime is happening like we discussed the other night. Nobody even talks about it. But go oh god, everybody loses their mind if it's a white cop. And that's a 1% chance that that happens, and everybody loses their mind, all the liberals. It, it, it's, a, it's pathetic. It really is. Rory, Rory, let me give you a perfect example. Two years ago in Chicago, a seven-year-old boy, his name is Tyshawn Lee, he was, right. he, they were looking for his father, but his father was yes. in prison. He was a gang member. So they got, yes. they, they got his seven-year-old son after school. Burned him with cigarettes and shot him in the head. Three black guys did that to a black child. And there was not one protest, one march, nope. nothing on the nope. news. No one cared. So this is what I say nope. all the time. Black lives don't fucking matter until a white person, a white police officer kills a, cop, uh, kills a criminal. A white cop kills a black person that's the only time they say black yep. lives matter yep. it is absolutely disgusting that they don't care about yep. what's going on forget about chicago it's all over baltimore detroit los angeles yep. all over. everywhere I well said well angeles. said i want to play this clip real i want to play this clip clip real quick uh the they're saying they're not pressing charges um on the cops this is the clip from today uh, for the Alton Sterling case, uh, 2-5. The seminal question presented is whether officers Howie Lake and Blaine Salamone can be held criminally responsible for the death of Alton Sterling under applicable laws of the state of Louisiana. Our job was not to determine whether the Baton Rouge Police Department's policy was followed or if certain tactics or language was more appropriate than others. After a thorough and exhaustive review of the evidence, the facts that can be established beyond a reasonable doubt, 
the law and jurisprudence of the state of Louisiana and the obligations of prosecutors under the Code of Professional Conduct, the Louisiana Department of Justice cannot proceed with a prosecution of either Officer Lake or Officer Salamone. This decision was not taken lightly. We came to this conclusion after countless hours of reviewing the evidence gathered and turned over to us by the U.S. Department of Justice. Hey, NBC News viewers, thanks for checking out our YouTube channel. There you have it. So, there you have it. I mean, like it's, you, said, uh, you know. Like you said, Roy, it's all about, it's all about uh, getting people emotional. And if you, if you really pay attention to the propaganda media these days, that's what they're really trying to do. They're trying to build up emotions, get everybody emotional, and, and, and play into their feelings. And it's complete, it's complete and total propaganda now. It's, I've never seen it. In my 52 years, I've never seen the mainstream media this disgusting. I mean, 24 hours a day, it's, right. it's just propaganda. It's incredible. Scary. I mean, I'm a little worried, to tell you the truth. And, and now they're you trying have... to divide by race. They're trying to divide by race. For the socialist and now agenda. Have... Exactly. Yep. Yeah, it's part oh, yeah. of the socialist agenda we keep talking about. Divide and conquer, correct? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. It is part of the socialist movement. No, you, you, are, dead, you are dead right, man. It, it, they are trying to divide us by race. They are to, to, trying to divide us by uh, wealth, rich versus poor, black versus white. And um, people need to wake up because police officers, 99% of them are great people. And when one of them does a bad thing, it's like all it's of generalized. them are terrible. Right. All of them are terrible, corrupt policemen. Excuse me. Every single case that the, the media brings up, the police officer is always in the right. Michael Brown, um, you know, the other guy who was selling, um, Eric Gardner. I mean, whatever. All of these cases, Ferguson, most of the time, everything. yeah, the police have done the right thing and they blow it up. The media pushes their Marxist agenda, and they try to divide this country by race. That is why there is so much racial tension right now. Look, police officers are in a dangerous spot. I mean, police are afraid to do their jobs. Thankfully, Donald Trump is president now and not Barack Obama. Obama, remember when he called the police officer in Cambridge stupid? He said that that police officer acted stupidly. The president of Barack the United Hussein States Obama. Exactly. What kind of president would divide this country with policemen? I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, this, this well, after Black, Donald after Black Lives after Black Lives Matters was marching and caught on film and audio, chanting, "What do we want? Dead cops? When do we want them now?" Late, yep. Later, just the very next month, he invited Black Lives Matter to the White House. House, I mean, to the White, White House. House. That's exactly. Insane. And we now have a president who fully supports our law enforcement, our police, yep. our firefighters, our military, and it's a blessing. But Barack Obama yep. has done serious, serious damage with race relations and the trusting of police officers. Like I said, most police officers are great men who protect this country yep. and protect yep. the inner cities that the criminal thugs are destroying. 
and it's all hey, uh, we got we got we got Solomon. Yep, we got we got Brandon Tatum. We got Brandon Tatum calling in, guys. So um, this is a very exciting interview. He's a very special guest. Um, God, this is great. Everybody enjoy. Nice. Here we go. Hello, Brandon Tatum. Hey, how you doing? Doing well. Thank you for calling the Rory Sauter Show. It is, it is a real pleasure. Uh, Brandon Tatum is a superstar right now. He's appearing on major networks, Fox News, InfoWars. He's been on all the me- many big media outlets. He's appearing at different conventions. He's getting millions of views on his videos online. I mean, he is, he's on fire right now. He's doing so well. Um, and it's so good to talk to you, um, Brandon. It's so good to talk to you. Thank you for calling in. Well, what's going on? Yeah, th- Where are thanks, you? For, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, it was great connecting with you uh, at the conservative conference in Phoenix. Um, that was great, man. I mean, I just, you know, I watched so many of your videos, and they were so inspiring and so uplifting. And, uh, you know, you really send a, a message to everyone. I mean, it resonates with so many people, and, you know, you're, it's so well put together. It truly is, your videos. Hence why they, hence why yeah, they probably get millions, why they get millions of views. <laughs> yeah, and I think that it's, it's not like a secret sauce that I'm using or anything. It's just that I'm really speaking from my heart, and I really believe what I'm saying, and I think that it all comes from a genuine place, man. I never was in the politics in the past, and I just got fed up. And, and some of the things that I heard right before I came on about what Barack Obama did and how he just caused the wedge um, or, you know, I guess created the wedge um, between yeah. law enforcement and American citizens, law enforcement and the black community, uh, which by default I'm still a part of. And I just yeah. – I, I, had, I had had enough, man. And I think that me going out and just is spewing out my heart, I guess – on these topics, I think it resonates with a lot of people in America. Absolutely, Absolutely Brandon. You know, 100%. And, uh, you know, uh, it's, it truly is amazing. And I read some of your story. You know, you were, you worked in law enforcement. You were also a star football player and you were also in the military. Well, no, I, I was, I wasn't in the, I wasn't in the military. I was always aspired to be in the military. I think the closest that I've came to the military was that uh, I was on the SWAT team on the police department. But you were a Very star nice. football player. You you were a star football player and you were a police officer in Tucson, right? Yes. And um, you know, just just tell us a little bit of your backstory because you were one of the very first, you know, Black Trump supporters. I know you took a lot of heat for it. Um, you know, I know I, I have a lot of I have a lot of friends that are black Trump supporters and they get shit all the time. And you know, that it's just, it's so, um, it's sad how, uh, other, the, the liberal, uh, you know, uh, believers are so uh, oblivious to reality, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think a little bit of, about me, I guess from the beginning is that obviously I grew up like most African Americans in this country, I grew up believing that I was supposed to be a Democrat and that all Republicans were racist and they cared nothing about black people. And without any knowledge or formal, um, I guess, understanding of any of this, I believed it blindly all the way until I got to college. And, and even in college, I still 
um, had this floating around in my mind that was, I guess, brainwashed into me as a young man, and, and, and it was somehow, I guess, even reiterated when I got to college about what I should think and who I was. And I'm telling you, like, even, even my first couple of years as a police officer, you know, I, I had all these conservative values and conservative ideals, but I had never once even considered the Republican Party considered conservative uh, politicians. I, I just didn't. And um, when I and I, I would never forget this. When I was a police officer, some of my friends would tell me, "Hey, man, I don't know why you vote Democrat. I don't know why you say you're a Democrat because it really doesn't align with the core values that you and you know that I've shared with them." And I voted for Barack Obama. In his second term, I refused to vote for him the first time because I didn't I didn't know anything about what he stood for, I, and I didn't want to vote for him because he was black. So the second time around, I decided to vote for him. And, I mean, like I said, when I started seeing the way he treated police, everything else started unfolding um, before my eyes. And I never was into politics. Um, that was the first time that I ever voted was, was for his second term. And after the Trump rally, it really just inspired me to continue to do things and and um, be more conscious about what I believe and not just take the stance of saying, well, this is what I was told or this is what all black people are supposed to believe and, you know, kind of doing the research for myself. So that's kind of a short synopsis of, of where I started and how I um, got to where I was at. And, and just one more thing. Um, this is why I make these videos, and this is why I think it resonates with a lot of people, is because I know where some of these liberal black people are coming from. Because I was, yeah. you know, not too long ago, years ago, I was in the shoes that they're in. And I understand kind of the rhetoric that they're, that they're, they're stemming uh, towards what they believe, and I, and I understand a lot that they've been told. And so my mission is to, to tell the truth, even when it hurts, and hopefully people will start waking up like I did. Right. I, I love that. I love that. Matter of fact, I got one of your videos right here. It's one of the shorter ones, but it's so perfect, and it calls out the problem. Uh, this is the Parkland video where you call out the, the little wimp, the Sheriff Israel. God, he's a coward. Um, but this is great. You really address the issue, um, and it, it, it's perfect. I want to play it right now. Um, clip 3-5. Here we go. The chief of Broward County is at it again. I just can't stand to listen to this failed leadership speak on TV time after time after time. It is absolutely asinine. It's absolutely disgraceful, deplorable, ridiculous for a man who is supposed to be responsible for an entire county to get on national TV and say what this man just said. So, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speak for him. I'm gonna let his words speak for themselves. So check this video out and, and, and listen to what this man said. As I said, I'm, I'm the sheriff. My name's on the door. The people responsible are the ones who took the calls and didn't follow up on them, as it was with the FBI, uh, as it was with, with any with any person. Leaders cannot. Leaders are responsible for the agency, but leaders are not are responsible for a person. No, 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 no. Wait, Chief, Sheriff, wait, no, you can't pass the blame to everybody but yourself. You can't say, well, the FBI failed or these individuals failed. No, the people that work for you, you are responsible for them. That's how you, are, you have been elected to that position. You are responsible for the entire agency, good, bad, and the ugly. You are responsible. You cannot deflect. 
anybody who says that they're a, they are a good leader, a fair leader, a, a conditioned leader, a leader that should be in a place of leadership, quote, unquote, that person needs to take responsibility for his agency. Let, let's keep going. Uh, I gave him a gun. I gave him a badge. I gave him the training. If he didn't have the heart to go in, that's not my responsibility. So you guys have gotten a, a, a glimpse of what this man has said. He, he, he's, he's, he's pretty much saying, well, I gave him a badge. I gave him a gun. I can't, I can't be a determining factor in whether or not the person had a heart or not. No, brother. You are responsible for the training and the repetition and the climate of your agency. If it was one guy... I would be like, yeah, one guy messed up. You talking about four of your people are afraid to save lives, to do their responsibility? Are you, are you crazy? That is your responsibility. That comes from the top down. And this is an example, ladies and gentlemen, of failed leadership. No leader in America should take this principle and apply it to any aspect of life. Listen, if I was the chief or if I'm, if I'm supposed to be responsible for my family or whatever the case may be, as a leader, when they mess up, I have to go back to the drawing board and say, what could I have done better? What should I have done better? I don't need to point the finger and say, well, if they didn't have courage, it's on them. No, I'm supposed to implement courage. I'm supposed to set the agenda. I'm supposed to set the tone for my agency. If I cannot do that, then I don't need to be in a place of power. I don't need to say much else. I think you guys uh, could watch the video and it speaks for itself. Listen, if you like this video, go on my YouTube channel. Like me on YouTube. Like me on Facebook. Um, my website is Motivational Speaker B. Tatum. Motivational Speaker B. Tatum. Go to the website. You can find all of my social media. That's where you can support me. All of the above. Thank you guys for watching. I love you guys. Y'all have a blessed day. Bravo, bravo. Well said, man. <laughs> that is mean you to hear, brother. Yes. Hey, yeah, Tatum. Uh, Mr. Tatum, Brandon Tatum. This is Steve Emery in Arizona yes. with Bikers for Trump. I'd like to ask you a question. Yes, sir. There were, uh, there were many calls previous to the shooting in Parkland, not only to the Broward County Sheriff's Department, but also to the FBI. You talked about leadership and failed leadership. We've got all these March for Life events going on right now. I'm going to one this weekend uh, to, to discuss why we're not talking about that failed leadership. Everyone's turning in what was clearly, just like you described in that little piece, Brandon, uh, the, 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 the fault lies in failed leadership. How did we get to this point where this is a gun control issue? I'm so confused. I'm so upset. It was clearly failed leadership, not only from Broward County Sheriff, Sheriff Israel primarily, but also from the FBI. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, and I think that, you know, this is the problem, man. This is why, you know, we see this gun control thing seeming to not be able to I guess be, I don't know, rectified. It's, it, it doesn't seem to, to get anywhere. And same thing with Black Lives Matter movement and these police-involved shootings. It will never get anywhere until we have an honest conversation. And we're, we're, they're right. looking at political conversations and not an honest conversation. We, we don't right. need more gun laws. Gun laws are reactive. They're not proactive. The, the, the fact that murder is against the law has never stopped anybody from murdering anybody, you know, for the most part. <laughs> exactly. it, it's, right, it's for right. you. To, it's, it's for you to have legislation to um, um, affect upon that person after they're caught from murdering somebody. 
if we add in gun laws and say, well, you can't shoot people in a gun in a gun free zone, or you can't carry it guns in a gun free zone, criminals. You, it benefits the criminals. Yeah, you can't. You, yeah, you, we can ban AR-15. That's not going to stop criminals from getting an AR-15. You just will be able to charge them with an, an additional crime after they kill 20, 30 people. So, I mean, this is the same situation. Like, we need to talk about, okay, why is it that this kid has been labeled, even by fellow students, that he's crazy, he's isolated. He got expelled from that school because he threatened to shoot up the school. So when we have situations like this, how can we better manage these as a community? What, what, what avenues can we put into place where students can feel more comfortable telling on another student and, and turning another student in if they're writing swastikas inside their lockers? And also, when they call the FBI, what processes can we implement that will make them more efficient and effective in stopping somebody like this? The ones that weren't followed in Broward County. They weren't followed in Broward County. Right. We we, we can forget about the FBI. We can say, okay, FBI is... We discussed last night that because the school district there was receiving state and federal funding uh, for certain policies that... uh, Mandated less less infringements with their students. They received more funding. Isn't that correct, Rory? Didn't we just talk about that? Isn't that a reason why the policies were not followed? With um, I've seen, I don't know who it is. No, I've seen, I've seen, I believe that, I've that was that occurred. Yeah, and here's the thing, Brandon. You bring up a great point with. Black Lives Matter, you know, it's all a political, uh, it's all a political, you know, uh, group. I mean, they don't, they don't talk about when black on black crime, which is a major issue in this country. They only talk about the rare occurrence if, you know, if a white cop goes after a black guy, which we don't see very often. I mean, sure, it does happen. And, and that's part of the whole divisiveness, you know, you know, with with Florida, too. I mean, you have all these Democrats sending the wrong message to all these kids, brainwashing them. I mean, all these different people are so lost because of the Democratic Party. Yeah, because it's easier to point the finger than to address the yeah. issue. It's very easy to say, yeah. oh, let's propose yeah. gun laws, gun laws, gun laws. It's easy to say that, right. but they actually have no gun legislation that they're ready to propose. None of what they say makes any sense, and it will never be litigated. I mean, none, none of what they say will work. But it's easy to push the bucket instead of saying, how about we go back to the drawing board and, and figure out how was the police informed in Broward County about his behavior and his misconduct, and we did nothing. You know, that's where the ball needs to stop. The book needs to stop there, and they need to reevaluate that. I mean, even beyond that, why was Broward County Sheriff's officers or deputies not even intervening when the shooting was going on? Like, that has nothing to do with gun laws. That has everything to do with leadership in Broward County Sheriff's Office. And it's, it's easy to propose fantasy legislation because it makes you feel good and it makes you feel like you're doing something. What's hard is to go back to the drawing board and figure out how to implement better solutions with the laws that we already have. Well, the craziest thing, the craziest thing that I would say is, Hey, Brandon, how are you, man? My name's Mike Zolo, man. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Nice to meet you as well. Well, uh, the thing that I see in Florida, 17 people died, okay? And it's a tragedy and it's terrible. But see, my, my real concern is 
places like Chicago, where a couple weeks ago, almost 25 people got killed, uh, you know, black on black crime. And I feel like people on the Democrat Party, no one wants to talk about it because it has to do with race. And um, in my opinion, I think people not, I think Democrats and liberals not focusing their attention on the inner cities. I mean, forget about Chicago. You have St. Louis, you have Baltimore, you have Detroit. I mean, it's all over. And uh, I, I think the real problem is culture and, 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 and the lack of fatherness in the black home. But nobody wants to talk about it. And nobody wants to talk about murder in the inner cities. I mean, 17 people in Florida, yeah, that's terrible. But there's been over 200 dead in Chicago this year. And no one's talking about it. Is it because those guns were handguns and not AR-15s? So the left only cares about murder with AR-15s? I think the left, and uh, I'm really proud that you're on our side, I just don't understand why no one wants to talk about what is going on in the inner city. It is like a war zone. Well, listen, listen. If, if, you, if you are messing up, just say if you have no integrity. If you are messing up, you are less likely to talk about your own flaws. These cities are run by Democrats. That's why they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to That's talk right. about how they feel yep. these communities. Exactly. They, 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 they cannot talk about that. If they do, they will never win an election locally or federally. They, never again will anybody vote Democrat if they actually told the truth and they, they were actually concerned about life, not about legislation, not about political power. If they cared about the lives of individuals, black people in America, to be honest, should be mad at these rallies and these protests that are highlighting yep. the deaths of 17 kids. When, 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 if you do the math in, in Chicago alone, there's about two to three, I mean, two and a half murders a day. And you talk about in yep. the seven-day period, which is a week, you're talking about there's probably 14 to 17 shootings every week in Chicago alone. And this occurs 52 times a year. So, Absolutely. I mean, if they really cared about life, and they really cared about the residual effects of death and homicide and violence in these communities, who, which breed the next generation of violent people, which breed the next generation of criminals. If they really cared, man, we would be rallying and protesting about that and not about a police-involved shooting or about a few kids that died at the hands of a maniac, which we will never be able to stop, man. People are going to crack up and be crazy until the, in, until the day we all die. They were doing it in Jesus' day. And they'll be doing it until, we, you know, a thousand years from now, if this earth even lasts that long. Well said. And, and yeah. like I always say, what's going on, what happened in Florida is terrible, and 17 deaths is terrible. But so far in Chicago, you have basically had 15 school shootings so far compared, you know, number-wise. That's how many people have died in Chicago alone this year. I mean, the numbers are just ridiculous. And for the media and the Democrats and the left not to talk about it, it's just, it's, it's truly, it's sinful to not even talk about it. So that's what I wanted to say. And Brandon, um, you know, what bothers me is that, I mean, I see, actually, I see more and more every day, you know, the black community waking up and seeing that the Democrats have been scamming them for all, for all this time. And it makes, it really makes me sick the democratic party's agenda because it has no moral values anymore. It's all about putting illegal aliens on, on pedestals. It's not about, you know, helping American citizens. It's about putting oh, their own, you know, money, 
in their own pocket. I mean, it's, it's very, it's very fucking selfish. And I'm not saying money in their own pocket doesn't go on both sides, but I'm just saying the democratic party has become, I mean, it's, it's Satan. I mean, it's the devil. I mean, what, it's, it's literally the same as slavery and plantation days when they originated it. I mean, they want to control everything. They want to control your health care. They want to control your everything, like your food stamps. They want to control your yeah, yeah. Let's be let's be very clear about it. Chicago has the strictest gun laws in the nation. Okay, let's be clear about yeah, that. Yeah, and the worst crime the, rate. The strongest gun laws in the nation. What does that tell you? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Never. The proof's out there. Yeah. Criminals don't yeah, care people, about gun laws. And and the thing is, is that it's it's just this is this is what happens in the black community. You know, there's not enough leadership. There's not enough authentic leadership. So the no. leaders are out for power and position. So they don't care about the people. Yep. But the people are longing for somebody to tell them the truth. They're longing for somebody to end this suffering and pain that they're experiencing, this financial crisis, these unemployment rates, these murder rates. I mean, these people are in the trenches watching their young people get killed and murdered every single day by other black people, and they're looking for a solution. The problem is that the leaders aren't looking for a solution. They're looking for, to maintain power and stance and status in society. And the Prager University did a video that I looked at the other day, and it talked about the correlation between the black community and black politicians. They, they had illustrated that from the 60s, black politicians have went up exponentially, but the community hasn't changed. So just because you're in a position of power don't mean that you're effectively changing anything. And what we need to see happen is we, need to, we honestly need black leaders to actually tell the truth and say, listen, y'all, we need to look in the mirror about what we're doing in our community. Stop blaming white privilege. Stop blaming the white man and the police officers. And let's look in the mirror and let's change what we can effectively change. And until and, we and, have leadership that does that, it's never going to change. And here's the sad thing, Brandon. It's all they do, uh, the, the, the left, the Democrats, all they do is say Trump is a racist, Trump is terrible for the black community. But look at black unemployment at an all-time low. I mean, it's, they're working right. now more right. than ever, the black community. And all these Democrats want to do is say how bad Trump is for them. He's, he, he's done more in a year for the black community than Obama did in eight years. Absolutely right. True, true. I agree. As a black Absolutely man, true. I, I concur. Number, numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. And another thing that I would add to that is President Trump, even without the wall, which he's starting to build now through military funds, even without right. the wall, Donald Trump has slowed down illegal immigration at the southern border by 75%. Now, that is a massive number, and that is a great number. But what I don't understand is a lot of black people in the Democrat Party, the most illegal aliens take jobs from young black people, from young white people, too. But they take it a lot from young African-Americans, our citizens, illegal aliens take these jobs from our citizens. So Donald Trump deporting these these illegals, taking them out off welfare is also helping the black community and Maxine Waters. Uh, low IQ, oh, Maxine God. Waters, and these liberals—they just don't—they don't—they ha- don't even comment on it 
because if they do comment on it, they have to give Donald Trump credit because the fact is illegal immigration hurts all Americans, but it hurts young African-Americans the most in some areas. And for Donald Trump to be stopping that, it's it's crucial and it's so big for the black community and it's not being talked about. It's just so disingenuous. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's three three ways to make money in the black community, right? Um, And I'm saying inner cities, the poor communities. I'm not talking about the middle-class blacks or the wealthy black communities. I'm talking about the ones that that are poor, the ones that are having all these issues. There's three ways to make money. One way to make money is to be on food stamps and welfare. Another way to make money is to sell illegal drugs and do illegal activity. Uh, The third way to make money is to work, to go to work. And what what is happening is that when you when you're when you're lead, when you're in a community where the highest education level may be high school, when you're in a community where manual labor is your best bet because you're not going to college and you're not going to be able to do anything other in the community but manual labor to start with to provide for your family. When you have illegals coming in this country, they are they are absolutely dominating that workforce. And so, what does that do for young black people? They then have to default to those other two options. They either sell drugs exactly. to make money or they use welfare because all of these jobs that are rigorous, that they're going to have to work all night and get paid minimal dollars are being taken over by illegals. And here's another thing. The reason why they're using illegals and not legal Mexicans or Americans is because they can pay them dirt cheap. They don't have pay to them pay less. the medical insurance. And if they get hurt on the job, nobody's going to say anything because they're not even legal anyway. They can literally lose a leg on the job, and, 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 and the job has no liability because they're getting paid under the yep. table. And yep. anybody who's an exactly. entrepreneur and who don't care about legal ramifications, they will then hire cheap labor to make more money. And, exactly. and that just is what it is. Yeah. E-Verify. Yep. Got to get E-Verify going nationwide really strong. Yeah, and it's just it's just absolutely pathetic that the media and the Democrat Party, I mean, nobody's talking about it. Donald Trump is single-handedly, without the wall, the wall's coming, but without the wall, he has cut illegal immigration at the southern border by almost 80 percent. So I'll say, it, I'll say it again. This helps our citizens in the black community, and no one seems to care, and it's just – it's just disingenuous, it's dishonest, and it's really pathetic that Trump doesn't get credit. Look, you can give Trump the credit or not, but you know what? If Obama was doing this, it would be all over the media all the yep. time, and that's yep. my issue with it. Front pages. Well, the liberal, the liberal politicians, they benefit when our cities are you know, dependent on government. The, the liberal Absolutely politicians right. – the, they benefit when people are addicted and jobless. They, they they gain more power. They get more federal funding. Believe it or not, they do. It's insane. The system is broken. Everyone knows Trump was going to come in here and be the, the candidate of law and order. And they knew ahead of time that he's going to make immigration a talking point. Thus, they started yep. from the beginning calling him a racist. So when he started talking about, uh, you know, building a wall and, uh, you know, other things that go along with that, they're going to have the fallback. I see we told you he's a racist. It's all was planned. It was all planned, you guys. Oh, yeah. That's oh, the, yeah that's right. the, they're, they're a one-trick. They are a one-trick pony. They, they, they cannot attack him with policy. They cannot attack him with logic. 
because everything that he's doing logically makes sense to the American people. Hence why, with all of the drama going on, he still became the president of the United States. So what they have to do is attack emotion. See, logic don't yes. work for young people. Logic don't work for, for and, and I'm not trying to dig on women, but female populations tend to, tend to be emotional. And yes, young they people do. tend to be yes, emotional. Yes, they do. Yes. And, and, and so if they, what they're doing is that if they can get to the emotions of young people and women, by and large, then they can effectively change a lot of minds. Just imagine this. In the black community, single-parent homes, primarily by women, are like at 70-something percent. If you can emotionally target women in a single-parent home, that woman is both mother and father to children. That woman is going to influence her kids beyond anybody else in the world. And so if you can trigger the emotional side of people, you can, and you can trigger the, you can get the women on board because a lot of times women can, I'm telling you, women will make men do things that men don't want to do. And so women have a lot of power. And if you can target women and you can target young people, you are now getting into the emotional realm that makes it hard to argue. Nobody wants to argue with the fact that 17 kids are dead. It's hard to argue that. And when you have kids that are out here crying and being emotional on TV, that draws emotions. And, and let me say this real quick because this may be a little off subject, but emotions are hugely important because think about music. Music is one of the most profound things that are in our environment. When you get on the elevator, you go to the doctor, music, you do yoga class, music stimulates an emotion in you that you never forget or that you can tie to. And so with that understanding, human, humans are driven a lot by emotions. So I think the Democrats tend to do that. And, and, and Republicans, I'm not saying that conservatives, Republicans shouldn't um, deal with emotions or they, should, they shouldn't be as logical, but what I'm saying is we need to understand their tactics and we need to also pursue their tactics as well, like through film, through social media, through propaganda. We have to start um, infiltrating with facts to then change people's emotions as well. We have to do something because they are winning to a certain degree by utilizing the platform that they have with, with emotions. We have to fight back. Yep. 100%. And there was just a, you know, a good thing, and it's really um, going to affect the Democrats. You know, we were speaking a little bit about immigration. The 2020 census will include citizenship questions for the first time since 1960. So, Everybody's going to have to answer if they're a U.S. citizen. I love oh, it. I was so I happy it. when I heard that. So happy. But did you see the, left the Democrats? already going response? apoplectic, man. The left's already yeah, going Chuck, apoplectic over it. Absolutely. Chuck, yeah. Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, they're saying this is racial. This is, this is uh, anti-immigrant. Gee, yep. Wait a minute. It's a simple yeah. question. Are you a U.S. <laughs> citizen? This is not racial. If you're not a citizen... You should not be here. It might sound harsh. It might sound yeah. mean. But we are a country of right. laws, and our the priority laws. is to the American people, not the other line. Right. And well, you see, I mean, here's a, here's a, here's a devil's go, advocate go ahead, perspective is that I think that another, a challenge that we're going to have, even though we may um, activate that on a decennial census, will people tell the truth? And – that may be right, a very, right. very difficult platform because the re- I think the reason why they're doing that is not to round up illegals. It's for them to figure out how many illegals are actually in this country. 
so that we can right. figure we don't out. Even know. Yeah. And we won't know because you know what? Those illegal people aren't, they're going to be afraid of the deportation. I guarantee yeah. you they're not going to put their name and put that they have illegal status on any paperwork. So I think Absolutely that that was a good not. gesture they for us not. to do. But I think that it may be still complicated to figure this out. And I think that what Donald Trump is doing is going to be just as or more effective um, in relation to eliminating illegal immigration by setting a wall and increasing border security. Because if they can lie on the yeah, form, but if they don't cross the border, they just don't cross the border, if you understand what I'm saying. Well, and here's, and another the point. And here's another point with that, Brandon. When you – when you ask them a question, document, if they're a citizen and they lie on that, they have now committed a crime which can get them deported. So you're absolutely right. They won't do it. They won't do it because they know that crime could, could, could be the very thing that gets them and their family deported. So they're not going to do it. That's going to help us when it comes voting time. It's incredible. Right. Trump is a genius. He's a genius. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I, I agree with you 100%. I think that we're going to I think, but this is what we have to do, and I want all the people who are watching this to know. We got to participate in this vote. We, this is, we got Trump, okay? This is, like, this is like your head on the last lap of a, of, a, of a mile relay or whatever the case may be. Just because you're ahead don't mean you don't have to go full throttle. We need to right. show up like never before in these midterms. We need to show right. up like never before on social media. We need to show up like never before supporting local radio and all of these conservatives. We need to show like never before. This is not a game. This will become a civil war if we don't get if we don't come to grips with how important this is. These people are literally trying to undermine our constitution, which is which is, was established from our founding fathers. This, they're, they're trying to totally remove the flag. I made a video and I was on national TV because I went to my son's classroom. And they didn't have a flag in the classroom. And I so, saw that. I saw that. And obviously, yep, I, I, I think the situation, I called I call this teacher, and I'm going to buy them a flag and put it in the classroom. I'm going to make sure the flag is in the classroom. But beyond that, we, we are under attack, man. We are under attack. They're trying to get these young people to vote in these, in these midterm elections. And if we lose some of these midterm elections and we, and we lose the presidency in 2020, we are literally going to have a country left. We won't. We, we will have, we're going to have to physically no. fight back to get our country. We're not going to be able to vote back. We're going to have to physically fight back. This is yep. what I tell people every show. Every show I say the same thing. Do not get lazy. Do not get comfortable. We elected Donald Trump, but we need to elect people that will push his agenda and not push the lefts. Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, all these people are not – on our side they are not working with Donald Trump they are obstructing him and they are boxing him in so if you think for one second if Donald Trump if the Republicans lose the midterms make no mistake the Democrats will push for impeachment and they will get Donald Trump impeached we need to get up re-energize mobilize and we need to get out there and get out the vote and vote for every candidate that is going to support Donald Trump and push his agenda, not the left. Look at our schools, just like Brandon said. I mean, is this America? No American flags in our schools? A lot of schools don't even say the Pledge of Allegiance. The left has totally removed God, family values, traditions, cultures, and patriotism from our schools. 
<clears throat> and they have replaced it with an anti-God, anti-American, transgenderism, left-wing message. This is degeneracy. This is what the left pushes. It is cultural Marxism, and we need to get out there and vote because Donald Trump is the most important piece of the puzzle, but he's not the whole piece. He can't do it all on his own. Very true. Very true. Uh, hey, uh, Brandon and everybody, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a call real quick. I'm going to see who this is. Give me one second. Hello, you're on the Rory Sauter Show. How are you? Who is this? Hey, what's going on, you guys? This is Robert calling from, uh, back from uh, last night. Hey, hey how Robert, you doing, Robert? Up, not bad, what's not up? bad. Hey, I just wanted to throw this in. I was sitting here listening to you guys and everything. And, uh, Rory, I just kind of wanted to piggyback off of what you just said there. Uh, uh, you know, now is the time that we really need to be fighting. Uh, you know, we can't get complacent. We can't get lazy. Uh, Trump does need our help 100%. You know, it's, it's like you said, if we end up losing these midterms, here's the way it's going to work. If we lose the midterms to the Democrats or the left uh, in in this next election, even though Trump will still be in office for another two years, anything that he tries to get passed is going to be shot blocked. down. They'll block everything. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's the biggest problem that we've had with with and I and you know as crazy as it may sound, um, uh, you know even with the Democrats when they've had a presidency in office, and it's a Republican uh, controlled Senate and House, you know anything that any president tries to get passed is going to get blocked and shut down. Yep. Yep. So totally. So in order for, totally for Trump to get his agenda through, we have to get out there. We have to make a bigger movement than what we already have. We got to get Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan. We got to. We have got to get these rhinos out. Exactly. John McCain. Cancer. Cancer. John McCain is a traitor. John McCain is a traitor. Right on. He is. Yep. It it is literally. We always say, oh, you know, we want Trump to be perfect all the time. But we have to be realistic. The guy is literally by himself in this, this rhino-controlled Congress. All they do is box him in, obstruct him. You know, Donald Trump doesn't even have all his nominees and ambassadors in. I mean, this is ridiculous. He's been president for almost two years. He doesn't even have all his ambassadors. So, look, so, the Republicans so are a disaster. It's a, they're a disaster. And it is our job. You know, a lot of people complain, oh, why'd Trump do this? Why'd Trump do that? Hey, Stop bitching and moaning and get out there, get your friends, and vote because the left will push for impeachment. There is no doubt about it. They hate this guy, and the Republicans will vote for impeachment as well. Do not be mistaken. Oh, it's so true. Absolutely true. Hey, Brandon, I want to ask you, um, you know, what's your, you know, in terms of, you know, what your kind of – Seeing and witnessing in terms of, you know, the black community coming around, uh, you know, Trump's policies. Are you are you seeing certain I mean, I know there's, you know, certain polls that are out and, you know, I know he um, I know he's gained momentum with the black community. But do you like do you, have you had friends that you have turned on to Trump and or, or stuff like that or people that you've educated and people that now understand 
Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing that more and more. I mean, even my parents are starting to. I mean, they may not be uh, huge Trump fans, but they're starting to really look at the the conservative perspective and leave the Democratic Party. I mean, they're they're on their way, and I think it's because when they when people are genuine, it, it comes it comes down to individuals. Like some people are afraid to be genuine because they're afraid to be talked about. But people know you right. before you were taking a red pill. So they know that you're genuine. And then when they watch you transform, this same thing happened to me when I got saved, um, you know, when I started going to church and I got baptized and everything. People knew who I was before that, and they watched the genuine transformation. And people weren't on board initially, but over time, people start really thinking about it and it's pondering. You plant a seed in their mind. And I think that I have seen a lot of seeds being planted in young African-American people to the point where some of them have come across me and just sent me a message on Facebook like, man, at first I didn't like nothing you were saying. I, I, I was feeling some type of way, and then I kept watching, man, and I understand where you're coming from. There's a lot of people that have shifted to the middle where they say, well, I don't support Trump, but, man, I can't deny what you're saying is true. And so I have seen an increase. I, I don't know how to numerize it or whatever because I don't really have a totality of, uh, of stats, but – I have seen an increase. And even and I'm gonna tell you this, I'm surprised that as many black people that I have seen on my page support Trump. There's plenty of African American people out here in YouTube world that are completely pro Trump and completely conservative. And there's people that I went to school with that messaged me that are conservative that I never knew was conservative. So I think that it's a shift and it's gonna take people like myself, you know, people like Candace Owens. Um, other African-American people to, yeah, it's going to be people like us to really infiltrate the black community. I know a lot of people get mad at me for trying to, I guess, racialize it and say, no, we're off America. Well, let's be quite honest. Black people are voting 90-some percent Democrat, 80 percent Democrat. Like, it's going to take other black people who wake up to be able to reach out and talk to them and show them the light. It's the same thing about gays, Hispanics, or whatever the case may be, even other whites. It is subconsciously apparent that black people will listen to black people before they'll listen to white people. It's just the way it is. Gay people will listen to other gays before they'll listen to straight people. I'm, I'm saying overall, not every single individual. Police officers You're right. You're will right. listen to another police officer before they listen to a firefighter. I'm just, I mean, it's just simple mathematics. So as we evolve as people in this movement, we need to make sure that we reach back to people who follow us or people who identify with us and make sure we pass the message along. Because believe it or not, we, can, we are the ones that can pull those people out of the stronghold of the Democratic Party and get them to at least give a fair evaluation to the other side. Absolutely. Exactly. One one hundred percent, and that's and that's what needs to happen. And you know, it, it's it, it's one of those things where, you know, when you have uh, and this is what I've noticed, Brandon, a lot of times, you have these athletes and you have these rappers and you have these, you know, public figures that, you know, all these all the youth is mesmerized by, you know, the black community is mesmerized by. And and all these and, and these are these rich fucking millionaire rappers and athletes and they're basically trying to tell these people how to live their life and all these people are believing all the complete gibberish. 
it, it's it's pathetic. I mean, and, and I know that you know it's 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 been like that in society for the longest time. You know, people are mesmerized by public figures, and usually they look up to them and mimic what they do or copy what they do or you know, etc. Um, but do you do you do you see that quite a bit? You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see it quite a bit. And when I was growing up, that's who I looked up to. So, I mean, it is a effective measure by getting some of these celebrities to um, – because this is, what, this is what it is. You know, LeBron James is a role model to the black community. Why? Because he was, right. he, he's like the um, – he's like the, I don't know, the, the Christopher Columbus. You know what I'm saying? He's the, he's the yeah. person that came and discovered all of these great things from the hood. And so people yeah. are looking at him and aspiring to leave the impoverished environment and become a millionaire, although it may, it's not going to happen for 99% of them. But at least that's an inspiration. They look at him as a superstar inspiration. They don't just look at him as, like, some millionaire guy. They look at him as a leader. So right. essentially, if we, can get, if we can actually get enough people out to keep presenting the truth and plant a seed in people who are in higher places, we can effectively yeah. do the same thing that the Democrats are doing. We just need to speak up. And the hardest part is because a lot of people are beta males. I'm just being honest. A lot of these people are betas. Yeah. So they are, yeah. they are afraid to lose friends. A LeBron James know better than what he's saying. And, that, and, and I honestly got truth. LeBron James out of all these NBA players, I honestly think LeBron James is one of the ones who consider conservative perspective. But because he don't want to be ostracized and ridiculed and shamed by the black community, he refused to tell the truth. And, you know, that's another yep. story, but that's a problem. But I see it being effective, and I think we need to effectively do the same thing. It's high, if we can lift up Republicans or lift up conservatives by supporting them and get them higher and higher and higher, that's why I tell people, hey, subscribe to my channel, like my videos, share my videos. Because if I have a million views, a million subscribers on my YouTube yep. channel, Think of the amount of influence that I have. There's guys that I know that play in the NFL, and they're completely dumb. And I honestly, right now, I have more influence than they do, and they played in the NFL. And it's because of the support of other conservatives. So we need to lift up the people that are in communities, lift them up, and make sure that they're popular enough that when they get on a, on, on a platform to make a stance, it can be reverberated or, or it can be, I guess, illuminated the way that um, – these other superstars are illuminated, if you know what I'm saying. Right, and Brandon, and here, here's here's the thing. You know, I'm, I'm about to play a clip. You, you know, you, you did a perfect rap uh, when Eminem, um, you know, made a fool of himself, you know, and tried to take down Trump. Um, you know, with, with the, Eminem just stupid lyrics. Yes, very, very childish lyrics from Eminem um, about President hey. Trump. But that, that, I, I want to make a comment before you play the video. I want all okay, the listeners ahead. to know that I literally wrote that in like three minutes. I decided to write it wow. in the last minute. I am a much better rapper than that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's amazing, man. And it's good. It's, fun. it's good. I want to play this for all the listeners. You guys will love this. Um, clip four, seven. Here we go. What's going on, y'all? This is B-Tatum. This is my response to Slim Shady, a.k.a. Marshall Mathers, a.k.a. Big Crybaby, that decided... Why don't you do your own research? Yeah. Why don't you do your own research? Okay, all right. So now he wants to say he was better give Obama props. 
What is it? You know, yeah, that's not coming through good, Roy. Hold on one second. Where is right? Where is it coming from? Oh, sorry, you guys. Sorry, it was the wrong video. Bear with me. I'm sorry. Hold on. It was there was something wrong with the connection. Are you guys all still there? Okay, here it is. What's going on, y'all? This is B. Tatum. This is my response to Slim Shady, aka Marshall Mathers, aka Big Crybaby, that decided to go on BET and be disrespectful. So. I took five minutes writing me my own little rap. This is my response to him. Check it out. Look, Slim Shady, you a nobody. Try living life looking at bullet holes and dead bodies. Watching scum drinking rum, knowing things that never change. You gain respect for humanity when you see the brains hang. I know it's grass. I'm stuck in traffic trying to make it to the next call. Living stagnant while I'm making moves like a U-Haul. Stop lying to our youth while they dying you in the booth. Knowing between you and I, I'm the only one that's telling the truth. Black lives matter. No black lives shatter, but I don't see you saying nothing. Trying to be black, living wet, sitting around, weed puffing. Your life is full of strife, man. It ain't going to lead to nothing. Look, man, don't be talking about the commander in chief. Like the USDA, you and I going to have some real beef. I know you're lying, man. You're bluffing. On BET, saying nothing. Walking around, out of shape, reading freestyles, huffing and puffing. I'm a leader. You a follower. Come up with your own plan. It's time for you to go from staying to becoming a real man. There's no real rappers left. I remember comment at most death. Now the liberals got into them. Now they can't think for themselves. Now we got rappers that are rapists, murderers, and closet gays. I'm done. I'm not living in the cage. I'm not a bird. I want to be free. I ain't never been a slave. But I'm going to keep it calm. I don't need to cuss. Because I don't win people with rage. America, it's time to come together. And let's go to the future to create some good old days. Boom. Little rap that I have yeah. for you. Talking all that trash about our president. You better see you better see me. See me on these bars. <laughs> well, I love oh, it. Yeah. I love it, man. <laughs> Hell yeah, Brandon. It was such, That's awesome. It was such a good time. I totally was joking and some people took it serious and was like, Man, you don't know how to rap and I'm like, Man, I just sat down and wrote that thing real quick in a couple minutes and it was it was intended to be kinda funny and kinda realistic, but yeah. You know, I, I think it's about that the message. for me, it was the message. The message for me, I really do clear. feel like some of the things I wrote was true, and I wanted. Yeah. I wish that he would listen to it because there was a lot of gravity to some of the the funniness that I tried to make out to be a rap. So, well, well, there's one yeah. big problem with Eminem. All of, you know, everybody says, "Oh, well, why can't rappers and actors? Why do you people on the right hate their opinions?" Well, their opinions suck because they're leftists. But Eminem did something really, really stupid in his little freestyle, whatever it was. He said, if you still support Trump after this rap or whatever, then F you and F, you know, F everybody you know. I mean, are you kidding me? That's half of America. It's like, it's like, right. it's like these rappers and these athletes. It's like these late night hosts like Jimmy Kimmel. It's like they truly believe that no one out there really likes Donald Trump. Like, like it's like they're clueless. Like, half of America really loves Donald Trump, and it's just disrespectful that there are virtually no conservatives, nobody who is defending this president. 
it's 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 really disgusting, actually. Yeah, I mean, pride pride comes before destruction, and anybody who thinks, and that's biblical, anybody who thinks that they're so prideful and they're so and, and they're so right, and they don't really evaluate things properly, they fall. Because he's just alienated probably half of his base. You got to think about this. I mean, we could think about this. The the when you look at voting numbers, probably half of white America votes Democrat. The other half votes conservative. See, black people vote like eighty some percent Democrat. That's not that's not consistent across the board. Now, when you think about who's buying rap music, majority of the people who buy rap music are white people, not black. Correct. People. Yep. So when, yep. you, when you're making a statement that alienates half of your base as far as who purchases your records, the black people that you're pandering to and the liberals that you're pandering to are not the ones that are really buying your music. They are the and ones that are stealing enough. your music. And they're, they're the not going to be enough to keep making them rich. I mean, if you think about this, how do you think Donald Trump won? I mean, this man wasn't even a politician. They had so many scandals, access Hollywood. They, they got women talking about he raped them. All of this BS <laughs> that they brought out. They brought out, I mean, they rigged the election. They had illegal people voting in the election. They did all yeah. of this stuff, and there were so many people that supported Donald Trump. See, people were saying that they were voting Donald Trump and the ballot was changing to Hillary. So with all of that stuff that they were doing, that man still won. That, to me, right. tells me that it was far more people that supported him that we even know, that, that the numbers even show. I mean, you look at his rallies. Rallies got people around the corner in downtown Phoenix. I'm talking about a mile-long line. I mean, yep. you think about yep. even now, his approval rating He fills up NFL, fills up NFL stadiums. I mean, 20,000, 30,000 people in stadiums watching yep. Donald Trump, and another five to 6,000 yep. can't even get in. And, and, and right. I'm yep. telling you, like, the media – they don't want you to know the truth. And this is another thing. His approval ratings when he won was like, I don't know, it was really low. I think it was, it was the, one of the lowest ever by a president. His approval ratings now are astronomically higher than they were when he first got elected. And yep. just imagine he won with that kind of support. In 2020, <laughs> I mean, yeah. more people are going to vote for him than they did when, when he went this time. So, these people better really watch the arrogance and the lack of understanding the, the American people. And I think America has – people have come on TV and said this plenty of times. They are forgetting about the American people. They're thinking about That's celebrities right. who make up a very small portion. They're thinking about black people yes. who make up a very small portion of America, 13% of American citizens. They're thinking about illegals <clears throat> who make up a very small portion of Mexican citizens, like they're pandering to a small group hoping that it, it, it will influence other people. But there is hardworking Mexicans, there's hardworking black people, white people out here in middle America that want to see border security, that want to see America as great and as loved as it was, you know, even during 9-11. And I know that was exacerbated, but people want to see that kind of love come back. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Well, Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg is like one of the only uh, actors who I, I actually don't hate. And he actually said that he thinks he actually said that he thinks all of the um, Hollywood uh, liberals should stop talking about politics. He said they all live. In, he said, listen, 
we live in a bubble. We don't know what it's like to work every week to get a paycheck to feed your family. And that's a brilliant yep. statement. The American and people I have gu- been forgotten. Go ahead, man. And I, gu- I guarantee you guys like Mark Wahlberg definitely voted for Donald Trump. They're not stupid. They just don't talk about it because we all know Hollywood would, would ostracize them. Yeah, look at James Wood. James Wood, they don't give him work anymore because James Woods is a Trump supporter. Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of it's one of those things where you know unless you're, um, you know, Tim I mean, Allen. Clint Eastwood is Tim Allen. Yeah, I mean, Tim Clint Allen, Eastwood right. is an open. Yeah, Clint Eastwood is an open Republican, but he funds his own movies, so he really doesn't have that issue. Uh, but if you're, um, but it's just, you know, oh, go ahead, sorry. But it's just, no, it's cool. I'm saying it's just. It's just shocking to me that, you know, look at all the TV shows, all the movies. There's all of this anti-Trump, anti-American rhetoric. And it's like these people, obviously they don't care about, you know, Trump supporters. I understand that. But it makes you wonder, like, do they really believe that, like, no one in America likes Donald Trump? Like, I think they really believe. I think there are some elites that in Hollywood that truly believe that Donald Trump didn't really win the election. Hillary won. But Putin like rigged it, and everyone in yep. America just hates Donald Trump. I think they are fucking clueless, and I don't think they have a damn clue how many Americans truly support and love Donald Trump, and and that's what's irritating, you know. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And you know what I will say, uh, and I definitely want your opinion on this, Brandon. Um, you know, when these polls come out. Um, especially from these left-wing media outlets, even, even, from, even from conservative media outlets, you know, uh, polls regarding Trump's approval ratings or, you know, stuff like that. I always think, and I've always had this idea, that the numbers are a lot higher than what comes out in the media. I believe there, you know, a poll can only say so much, but there's so much a poll is missing on. Yeah. You know, just a response from me, I agree 100%. Like, I mean, clearly, the polls, every poll that came out, I mean, I don't think Fox News or any conservative websites had any better polls than, than CNN did. All of them were alluding right. to the fact that President Donald Trump was going to take a, a take a loss. He won yeah. big. He didn't barely won. win. I mean, yep. I mean, California, if, if it wasn't for California, and I honestly believe that they allowed a whole bunch of illegal immigrants to vote in that in those elections. Absolutely. And, and, but 100%. if it wasn't for California, when I was watching the election, Donald Trump was winning. He was winning the the the, the um the um the total vote. He was winning. And then when it came to California, somehow they went up by like a million votes. And it's like, y'all gotta we yeah. gotta understand outside of California and New York, like this man has support that is just astronomical. And it's just these concentrated inner cities and I honestly believe that there was a bunch of illegals that voted, but I think if they if well, illegals didn't vote, we've got a serious vote, problem with voter fraud. It's more than just illegals. It's 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 there's some serious voter fraud going on. Yeah, yeah. We I mean, had a guy on the dead people and everything. Yeah, we had a guy on the show a few weeks ago um, that is uh, putting together, trying to put together a company uh, that uh, prevents voter fraud. It's uh, a poll watching uh, business he's trying to put together, but he, he described it very in a very interesting way. And he has a, he has a good idea to do it, um, but we'll see what happens, but it's definitely a huge problem. And uh, yeah, it's, and he lives in California, so he knows all about it. Um, 
But yeah, man, it's it's so like the integrity of the election and just the fact that all this corruption happens with illegals getting away with voting. It's sickening, man. It, it's just it's one. I mean, it's one of those things that I mean, it's it's just so un-American, so unpatriotic. All you got to do no, to prevent voter fraud from illegals is make making uh, voter fraud a, a felony. Because every illegal right. knows that if they get yep. a felony, they'll be deported, and they won't do it. They won't take the chance. They will not take right, the chance. Right, Only right. And if they do well, take the chance, if they do take the chance, they will get deported. Right. In California, Only in America is it okay. Go ahead, Murray. I was just gonna say, in California. Will they be deported though? Because we see all these all these California politicians harboring all these illegals. Oh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's I think absolutely that. ridiculous. Look, California is invaded, literally invaded by illegal aliens, and the Oakland mayor is literally hiding and tipping off elite criminal illegal aliens of upcoming ice raids. I mean, what other country would go against the government order like that? I mean, she should be prosecuted and indicted. This is this is the left needs illegal immigration. They need it for votes because without illegal immigration, the Democrat Party is nothing. But only in America is it okay for illegal aliens to vote. Well, thank you to Donald Trump. It's, it doesn't seem like it's going to be that way anymore, and that is good because, look, this is our country, okay? Yeah. This is America's country. This isn't this isn't, you know, Mexico Mexico's country. This isn't Guatemala's country, yeah. Canada's country. Right. This is our country. And once you have illegal aliens voting in your elections, I don't care if it's 1 million, 2 million, I don't care if it's 100,000. If you have any illegal aliens voting in your election, they are they are trying to take over your country. They are canceling out yeah. your vote. Any American who doesn't care about that, I mean, really, you're you're a traitor. I mean, this is our country. And it's pathetic, yeah. it's pathetic in the sense that Chicago is now giving out IDs to illegals, allowing them to vote in elections. Yeah, and Arizona, Arizona is now giving illegals <laughs> driver's licenses. Crazy. It, it, it's absurd. It is just it's, just not what America is supposed to be. America is not supposed to, you know, America is not supposed to prioritize around illegal aliens. America is supposed to have American citizens as their number one, number two, their first and last priority, not illegal immigrants. Right. No, yeah, hundred percent. And you see the you see the kind of people that are coming into this country. You know, they're not always rainbows and butterflies. There's a lot of violent dudes. I mean, we see. The border agents that get assaulted at the border and sometimes murdered, and those same those same aliens come in this country and commit the same kind of sort of crimes. It's scary. It's scary. So, but Rory, but Rory, just today, just today in Oregon, in Oregon, a uh, 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 two-time deported illegal alien from Guatemala got arrested just today for raping a girl younger than 14 years old. Five times. He has been twice deported. He got deported in 2013 and 2014. Okay? So, you know, this notion that they're all, you know, they're all these, oh, they just want to come to America for a better life. I'm sure some of them do. But I don't care if one American gets hurt by an illegal alien. 
It's right. not worth the risk, okay? Right, right. Hey, I want to yeah, like like talk D, about... It's, it's, go ahead, Brendan. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying it's like a DUI, man. It's 100% preventable. If you don't drink and drive, you don't get a DUI. If illegals are not in this country, they can't commit crimes. It's completely preventable. Exactly. It's very, it's very simple. Um, I mean, it, it, it is in so many ways. And, you know, and, and we all know that the, de- the Democrats know that it's, you know, it's wrong what they're doing, protecting these illegals. But it's all for political gain. They need them. It's sickening. Um, but I, wanna, I really want to ask you, Brandon, about the Alton Sterling thing. Uh, as of today, um, you know, I was talking about this earlier on my show. Um, the cops will not face charges. And we know Alton Sterling, you know, was, I mean, he resisted arrest and tried to uh, pull a gun on a cop. And, and the pro- here's the problem. You have all these people in the streets screaming racism and that these cops can't even do, sometimes do their jobs because they're afraid they're going to get framed or something or classified as a racist or, or you know, if they're arresting uh, or, or if they have to use force on, on, on African-Americans. And we've seen multiple, um, you know, different, different cases. But I think a lot, I mean, just from what I've seen, the reports, it's, it's terrible how the left, Wants to say it's it's hate crimes and all and racist, but then the right gives us the actual police report and the facts. It, it, and we have all these people tonight, like Alton Sterling, out out in the streets protesting. And do they not understand that he pulled a gun on a homeless guy? And he, I mean, he had a, a crimes out like a novel of crimes, like sexual assault. Uh, drug distribution, uh, you know, um, assault. physical assault, assault. So, so many different things. Yeah, man, he raped a, he raped a young girl that was underage. And we, I call it rape. It's called sexual rape because and maybe he didn't force her, but he got her impregnated. And that girl was really young. I think he was like 30 and she was like 16. So this man is yeah. not an upstanding citizen. Then because he's a pedophile, right. because of what he did, he could not own a firearm. So while they're out here marching for gun control, this man was violating gun laws as we speak. But I guess they don't care yeah. about that. He had a gun and pulled it on another black man, another homeless man. Yeah. But they don't care that that yeah. man is a victim of a crime. They don't care about him. Alton Sterling had every reason to comply. They asked him to stop. They tried to tase him twice. The taser failed. Yeah. They tapped him to the ground. He, reached, he tried to reach for his gun. They, they saw the gun in his pocket, and they put the gun on his chest and said, do not move or I'm going to shoot you. Alton Sterling tried to wiggle through and grab the gun anyway, and they shot and killed him. They, I said it from the day that they You're cutting out a little bit. And I watched the video. Am I cutting out? Yeah, I got can you. you hear me? A little better now. Yeah, I can hear you now. Let me see. Am I better now? Yeah, yes. way better. Yeah, yes. as, you, as you were saying. I said since day one, man, when this video came out, I knew that he was, yeah. it was a justified shooting. The use of force matrix and the escalation of force was almost perfect. They spoke to him. They used less lethal. Less lethal didn't work. They wrestled him to the ground. They warned him of reaching for the gun. He reached for the gun anyway. Alton Sterling had everything to lose. That's why he reached for the gun, and he wanted to die. Nobody wanted to talk about that. The man was going to go to prison probably for the rest of his life because he was already a prohibited yep. possessor and already had been arrested for felony crimes. He was about to spend a lot of time in prison. And everybody knew that. Alton Sterling's mama knew it. 
His wife knew it. All his kids knew it. The black community knew it. But nobody wants to talk about it. This is the problem with the black community. This is why we will never, I'm going to say this until I die. Black people will never overcome in this country, in these communities, until they can be honest about their affairs. Everybody knew after Sterling had gold teeth in his mouth that he was thugging, selling illegal CDs. If they would have caught him, that's piracy. Selling DVDs and stuff is piracy. Yep. That's a federal offense. That's a felony crime. Yep. This man is yep. has been arrested for felonies. He's on. A, he's he's at the corner store committing a felony, and he's in felony possession of a firearm. And and he raped yep. a, a young girl and got her pregnant, but he's a hero. Right. I mean, I, it's, it's and, and Black Lives Matter mar- marches for that that sort of thing and says, you know, it's Black Lives Matter is out marching for a thug. And a criminal like that, but for all the innocent lives and all these, you know, black on black crime, you don't see Black Lives Matter. Only when it's a white cop. It's terrible. Wait, wait, Rory, they're marching. Black Lives Matter is marching for Alton Sterling. Yet there have been zero marches in Chicago for Tyshawn Lee, who I said earlier was a seven-year-old boy who yep. a gang was looking for his father, but his father was in prison, so they couldn't get to him. Yeah. So they waited for yep. Tyson to get out of school, and three uh, African-American gangbangers lured him into an alleyway, okay? They burnt Jesus. him with cigarettes, and then they shot him in the head, okay? They killed that, that little boy. And there have been zero marches in Chicago for Tyson Lee, yet Alton, uh, Alton Sterling and Michael Brown and Trayvon Martin are heroes. This is why the Black Lives Matter movement is is just out of its mind, and no one will ever take it seriously. Yeah, I agree with no. 100%, man. And, I, and, and it just, just, just based on this, I'm going to make a video tomorrow, and I'm going to compare those two because I forgot the kid's name, but I remember the scenario. They gunned him down, shot him multiple times in the alleyway. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't know. That's more egregious. Than the, than the Florida school shooting. That's more egregious than any of these office-involved shootings. I mean, this, that's a terrorist activity. And you they, know, burnt they gunned cigarettes. down a little innocent boy in, a, in the alleyway. And they burnt him with cigarettes, seven years old. His name is Tyshawn Lee, Chicago. Yeah, I remember that kid. I'm going to make the video tomorrow, I think, because I just want to show how stupid these people are. This guy is right a complete on. criminal and a failure to our society. And they care about him, and they wearing shirts, but they don't wear a shirt for that kid that got murdered. That, that, right on. That, and no justice. I, and I don't even know if those people went to jail. I have I no idea. Got one of them, maybe one out of the three, I think. It's a doggone shame, and, we, and that's why. I mean, I don't know. Black people are just embarrassing to me. They're embarrassing to me and the rest of the country. Not all, but just these ones that are protesting and being stupid. Right. You're yeah. absolutely right. Man. Yeah, and I, uh, you know, I, I do, I see that, you know, I, I, I see in terms of, I, I, in terms of the Republican, um, you know, in terms of a, a Republican president, I think, Don, I think President Trump, last time I read, I think he has the most African-American support out of any uh, Republican president ever. If I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah. He had like it's true. I think he had like twenty nearly twenty percent or something. Yeah, he was much far over of, uh, me, Romney. It's Brandon. I just want this is Steve Emery with Bikers for Trump. I'm out in Arizona. Listen, I really want to thank you and uh 
you know, it's because of, of, of people like you, Brandon, uh, you know, Will Johnson, uh, the Henry Davises, uh, the Cat, Candace Owens. Love Candace, by the yeah. way. She's awesome. You know, you guys yeah. are going to make the difference in, two, in 2020. You are going to make the difference. You guys are realizing that you've been, you know, everyone's been had for so long by this leftist uh, party. It's, and everyone's waking up but not without the, yeah. the leadership of you, Brandon. So thank you so much, man. So proud of what you're doing, and I just wanted to thank you and congratulate you, and just really from the bottom of my heart, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I appreciate you, man. And, and what part of Arizona are you guys in? Well, I'm well, in, I'm, in uh, I'm not down in the valley. I'm in, well, I'm I live, for... Brandon, I live in Phoenix. I record from Phoenix. I live in Phoenix, and uh, Mike, who's on the line, lives in New Jersey. Yeah, nice. Oh, okay, okay. It's terrible. Well, yeah, cool, man. I'm in a, I'm in the Phoenix area as well. I live way up in Anthem. Um, so okay. you're right. You're, maybe, yeah, maybe, you're maybe right. Maybe one day we could get together. So hey, yeah, Brandon, Brandon you're right next precious. to me. Uh, I'm in the surprise area near the surprise area. Oh, okay. How how far down are you on the one on one? Are you like when it started heading south? Or are you on when one on one is west? We're we're on the we're on the sixty. We're right um, we're in a place. It's it's like right before Wickenburg area. Right. Oh before. okay. Oh I know you. I, you told me. You told me. Yeah, okay. We, yeah, I remember. Yeah, we have like a well, we have like a six a really cool six acre uh, house, and it's it's facing the mountains. It's awesome. It's a lot of land. It's pretty cool, and it's like so secluded out here. It's nice, peaceful. Yeah, I ride my I ride my bike over there all the time. So. Um, yeah, that I mean, maybe one day we could all get together or something. And, and absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to be putting all rallies that. together. Everyone will know about them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, let me let me know if you guys are doing any rallies in the in the area. I would love to um, give it some credence on my page and get the word out there, man. Absolutely. I'll get you information. From, I'll get you information from Roy after the show, Brandon. If that's okay. Cool, that'll work. Yep. Brandon, I want to ask you. Um, you know, what's your? You know, in terms of the. Um, well, actually, I want to talk to all of you about this. This is actually really good news. Um, the attendance at the student march for gun control—they got less than half of what was expected. Uh, this past weekend, there were new reports out today. So they're not, they didn't even match what they were less than half of what expected for the turnout for March for our lives. So they really, they really got screwed. Well, you know, that was a George Soros funded event also, you know that, right guys? Everyone knows that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. See, and that's that's the bluff, that's the bluff that they make on, on the, see, cause these, these, some people walk around in their brain dead. They're like zombies. So everything that pops up on the media, they believe and they walk with it, they live with it. And so that's why yeah. George Soros hired people because, see, we know that everybody there isn't going to vote. Everybody there isn't going to be a part of actually doing anything. They're just patenting numbers. The little kid, Hodge, or whatever his name is, I was looking at a video today. He well, lied about being at the school during the shooting. Yeah. He he lied about being at the school during the shooting on national TV. Yeah. They got him saying that he was there in the classroom at a specific class articulating specific things that he did, and then they had like a little, I don't know, 2020 thing with the, with the kids there 
and he said that when he heard about the shooting, he drove on his bike from his house with his kids. I, I, I have it right here. I have it right here. On the day of the shooting, I got my camera and got on my bike and rode as fast as I could three miles from my house to the school to get as much video and get on as many interviews as I could because I knew that it, this could not be another mass shooting. This is not about us. Well, I was in my AP environmental science class when the first gunshot rang out. Immediately we, we looked around our classroom and told the teacher to close the door. She closed the door. Then, right when she did so, the fire alarm spoke, so we all started instinctually and stupidly in hindsight getting up and walking out. As we were walking out, there was a... There you have it. There you have it. Yeah, the, the kid made me want to cuss, and I don't even curse. He made me want to curse thinking about how disingenuous he is. There is, I mean, I, I just can't believe the, the, the measures that some people go through for fame and fortune. I just don't understand why that kid, I mean, I don't, I, I haven't heard, I mean, I haven't watched enough, but, but the media who interviewed him should be calling him out for lying and saying, and he created a whole scenario of what happened at the school, and he lied. All right. Like, All right. Oh God! And he's a little—he's a little wimp. I can't stand the little guy. He's a little shit. <laughs> and he go, and he was on and he was on stage uh, giving his speech. And did you guys all notice he gave the Hitler Sig Hill uh, the hand gesture? Yeah, we all saw it. Yeah, we saw it. Oh yeah, he's crazy. he's practicing to be the next uh, Hitler, the next Stalin. The next dictator. This kid, well, you communism. Gotta, you gotta look at his parents. His father's a oh, yeah. well, FBI His mom agent. works at CNN. His mom works for CNN. I mean, there you go. I mean, you know I what mean, he's doing. Look, well, he's putting in his before, be, before he do anything, he probably need to do a couple more push-ups, man. That kid's arms <laughs> look like my ankles, man. He needs to man. eat something, man. He needs to eat someone, something. Someone stole his guns. Someone stole his guns. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah, that's why he's so mad. That's why he's so mad about guns, gun control. <laughs> he, he needs to do some better gun control on his arms, God dog. It. <laughs> so true, so true. That, that kid, that kid, man, I go to his Twitter page, and he is just so divisive. Everything is Republicans and NRA and gun owners. This kid thinks gun owners are like Satan. He has no idea what he's talking about. He he doesn't have a clue that if God forbid, God forbid he's ever in a school in another shooting in a mall or something, and there's a law-abiding gun owner there, that gun owner will save his life and everybody else's lives there. So all these people like these David Hogg, these Marxists, these wannabe full-on Marxists, they have no idea how dangerous the game they're playing. When you talk about disarming the populace of America. I mean, you are talking about only having the criminals armed. I mean, what what society yeah. wants that? I, I mean, I mean, exactly. seriously, it, it, it's you know, absurd to me that people want to be disarmed, disarmed and helpless. We are the well, only ones who can help save lives when the police can't all the time. Well, let's look at it like this. Let's look at it like this. There's 300 million guns in America. Most of us have enough common sense to understand that we need our guns. It's a small fraction of ignorant, brain-dead people who live in Hollywood and who are kids who don't understand that they have, they have a right and they should be defending their own property and their own lives. They, they, it's a small demographic of people that's doing that. But I just want to say, and I may make a video about this, 
I want to say thank you to that kid, David Hodge, or whatever his name is. I want to say thank you to him. I want to say thank you to all these other people. Because what they're essentially doing is that when you poke the bear enough, he's going to respond. And these people, if you want a revolution, and I heard Ben Shapiro say this, if you want a revolution and you want conservatives to turn out and vote, tell them how you're going to take away gun rights. And I guarantee you people are going to come out of the grave and start voting because this is, this is ridiculous. And I'll tell you what, because of this rhetoric, I joined the NRA. I made a video about it the other day. Because of this <laughs> rhetoric, it just really made me feel like, dang, you know, I, I want to show support of the NRA because these people are attacking the NRA and defunding and criticizing the NRA. Who's an organization that supports gun, you know, gun ownership by citizens and they have all these other benefits and conferences and stuff like that? But they didn't just made me join the NRA. They're get, and and when I make that video, dude, tons of people are like, I just joined last week. I just joined yesterday. I just joined after <laughs> I watched this video. They, they, they ain't doing nothing but helping us. But this is and how Brandon, uneducated he, they are. David Brandon, Hogg, actually, actually, oh, go ahead, Rory. Go ahead, Rory. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, real quick. I just have something to say real quick. Speaking of that, Brandon, uh, you made a good point because during the March for Our Lives over the weekend, there was a report that came out that there was a record high number of Google searches for how to get an NRA membership. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You know, some of those are probably people who wanted to be negative, which is probably like 0.001%. And I guarantee you the rest of those people are like, you know what? I'm going to – this is a civil war. They are literally going to take our guns. Look at all these ignorant young people who are going to vote to get our, our Second Amendment removed. So – I guarantee right. you that. And I was just at an event, and you were there with me. You were at the event, too. I was at the event, and yeah, I was somebody there, yeah. came up on, during, during the dinner. I don't know if you remember during the dinner. He said that the NRA is at, like, a record high of revenue and subscriptions and memberships. And I'm like, that's, that's telling. Like, when you press the bear of the American strength yeah. and the American people, we are going to respond. We had responded with Donald Trump, and we're going to turn out, I think, even greater with the with the threat of losing our Second Amendment right. And another Absolutely. thing, this Not, is how absolutely. this is how uneducated David Hogg is. He actually thinks that the NRA sells guns. Like the NRA does not sell guns, you idiot. They don't even know what they're talking about. But I wanted to say real quick, the reason why they didn't have as many people as they wanted at the March for Our Lives is because obviously people like us on the right would never attend because we're gun owners and we support our president, but people in the middle are furious and they are irritated with these constant anti-Trump marches, anti-gun marches, feminist marches, gay marches, trans marches, resist Trump marches. Middle America is tired of all these marches and all these people screaming about taking guns away, screaming about how bad Trump is. He's literally Hitler. I'm telling you, these kids and all these leftist organizations like Black Lives Matter and Planned Parenthood, they're doing Trump's campaigning for him for 2020. Middle America it does not like this. They are tired of all of these marches and protests. So I think they're helping us in the yeah. long run. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we, got, we got about three minutes left, guys. I want, I want to ask you guys, I want to ask Brandon and, and, and you both and the, and the rest of you a few, a few like two more things. Very important. Um, Mark Zuckerberg uh, has agreed to testify before Congress. Um, I can't wait to see this go down. And 
see him explain himself because he's got a lot of damn explaining to do. I mean, he really uh, crossed the line with everybody's privacy uh, beyond, beyond, uh, you know, like beyond crossed the line. I mean, it's disgusting some of the things he did um, that intruded people. Yeah, I think I think that he's going to be, to be honest, I think that he's going to be able to scapegoat the fact that he's not the IT person. He doesn't develop algorithms. He's literally going right. to scapegoat it. I can just see it right now. He's going to say, hey, um, well, that information is to my, I don't know, my tech person or my tech producer, and I don't have that <laughs> yep. information. Or I, I'm not responsible for if they've manipulated algorithms. I told them not to. I've been fair in policy. But see, there's a there's a thing that was illustrated, and and and, and James O'Keefe was at the event, and me and yeah. him was on a panel together, and he had talked about yeah. stuff like shadow shadow banning and stuff yeah. that are not yeah. written in the policies within these social media websites, but it's something like common knowledge that people actually do on a job. And I think that Zuckerberg is not dumb enough to write it in the policy, but it's kind of like a cultural right. thing where you're like, oh, you shadow ban that, or let's put that in the algorithm that don't have a lot of tracing. So when he goes before Congress, he's going to say whatever he's going to say. He's going to make his statements, and when they press upon him the the liability of his responsibility of censoring conservatives, he's going to say, well, that's not within our policy to ever do anything like that. I can almost guarantee he's going to do that. But what it will show is that the people who are informed and people who want to know what's going on, they're going to be able to see right through his BS and kind of be able to filter the truth. And, Brandon, that that was very well said. Everybody, I do got to go. We got about 40 seconds, so I, I do want to end here. And I do want to say before I end, Facebook uh, lost $70 billion with a B in market value over the last 10 days. They're really sinking. Um, Good. But uh, everybody, Brandon, thank you for coming on. You're an amazing guest. You're a superstar. You're doing great right now. Thank you to, uh, thank you to Mike. Thank you to Steve. Anybody need to announce something? Announce it right now. I got 25 seconds. I just want to say thank you for having me. Okay. All right. Thank you guys. I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Thanks. Bye bye. All righty, everybody. I want to thank you for listening to the Rory Sauter Show. God bless. I'll see you Thursday. Cheers. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.